Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Patrick Corain. We are here Thursday afternoon. You know, March Madness is going on. Every, you know, St. Patrick's Day is going on. I just dropped my uh, my partner off to a big, she, she took the day off of work. She's out day drinking, and uh, and you and I are here, you know, and we're going to talk about Sky Moore's Pro Day, because that's where, that's where our incentives are. Everyone else in the world has different priorities, but me and you pretty much today. It's my brother's birthday. My cousin just had a baby, <laughs> uh, but let's talk some pro days. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, literally, literally speaking of which Sky Moore, um, I, I saw th- there's been a, a, a bunch of chatter about him because he had the fastest um, 10 yard and 20 yard splits of any wide receiver. Cause now that the teams have gone back, and like, you know, they have the tape and all of that data. And I saw a bunch of um, big draft people, you know, when, when big draft people, like when, when Matt Miller and Dane Brugler and those guys start talking about our favorite players, that's when, you know, it's yep. getting good. And I've seen a lot of chatter from those sorts of people about Sky Moore over the last week. Yeah. I think big draft Twitter, you want to pay attention to because that's going to help us determine like where these guys are actually going in the NFL draft. I feel like it's a bit closer to the actual like NFL scouting opinions, which obviously make a big difference. What's happening with Sky Moore right now feels a little bit like reverse Tyler Johnson, where we're like, we like this guy. Hope the NFL does the NFL on Tyler Johnson. They were like, we couldn't like this guy less Sky Moore. It seems like I'm going to have to move him up soon um, based on, you know, my my original assumption which is that like okay maybe he's a third round pick yeah that he would be a guy that we like that some nfl team would like but it w- there wouldn't be um fervor about him essentially no one would be trading up for sky more it feels right. like maybe someone's trading up for sky more now it does it, it it does actually feel that way um there there have been a couple teams mentioned that like very specifically like him um the lions were at the western michigan pro day um they they just signed dj shark but clearly i think they realize wide receiver is a need for them because i mean one i mean i think they would like to evaluate jared goff for one more year but also they would like whenever they do get a quarterback for them to not have a trevor lawrence situation where that guy is coming in and throwing to laquan treadwell i mean i actually think it would make a lot of sense for them if they took willis at two then you get Sky Moore in the second round. Well, that's not happening. I, I, I've not heard, I've not, well, I mean, maybe it is, but I've not heard one big NFL guy suggest that's in play yet. Hmm. 
Well, I'm just saying, if I was running the Lions, that would be uh, that would be like a nice setup, right? Because then you you have the guy coming in probably in year two, you can move on from golf. I think after the year, and to your point, you're starting to like get the the offense in gear for a rookie quarterback to actually have success. Yeah. So you told me you told me via DM that you finally have some thoughts on some of these quarterbacks after working through them. So what are what are those thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm still doing. Um, some more work into the class, but like my basic thoughts, I have like two basic thoughts. It's just that like, I'm not ready to buy that the quarterback class is like bad. Like, you know, it's kind of been said. Um, and also I just feel like we have a long way to go in Superflex dynasty compared to like where we got to in DFS, you know, like learning how to play the game better and everything, right. you know, you're actually, playing the rules of, of the game, playing the rules of, you know, your various tournaments, your, in this case, your particular leagues. It feels like we're still kind of drafting these quarterbacks a little bit too much based on their odds of, of real life success. When we know there's a robust quarterback, quarterback trade market in year two and three, we know that the market's generally optimistic on anyone who flashes playmaking ability. It's generally pessimistic on, players who do not quarterbacks who do not flash playmaking ability early meaning meaning running well running or throwing deep just just creating value in and of themselves i mean yeah my my uh my my counter to that would be what what do you think the trade market is like for zach wilson right now like I, i know you probably have a bunch of him so you're probably not even trying to trade for him but what do you think like Derek carr versus zach wilson what do you think the price check is like on those two guys right now I think you would be, I think Wilson would be more expensive than Carr just based on job security. I think it, I mean, that that's one where it's close enough that it would very much depend on like league context, what the team needed, Um, you know, like, you know, guy loses a quarterback and just needs a guy, you know, a third quarterback to start versus a rebuilding team that like has an extra first round pick, you know, the one Oh eight this year or whatever. Right. But I think Wilson's going to be worth way more than like Matt Ryan uh, he's going to be worth more at this point when you think in Baker I mean, Baker suddenly turned into a rental Baker would be Baker would be an asset I would be trying to trade for right now yeah I would too I'd leagues. rather have Baker, I, I would yeah. be I would be trying I would I mean not not again it'd be very dependent on your league and how guys you know how how close they stick to the um the trade charts and whatnot but if I could ship a second and um you know, I don't know. I can't think of a good like third year wide. Like if I could sit, ship a, a second and I don't know who's some, who's some McCall Hardman, a second and McCall. No, Hardman. He, I don't think that gets it done. Cause that's the other thing about these super flex leagues is that like every quarterback super expensive. I tried to trade for Cam Newton in a league where I actually ended up winning it. I, I won it the year before. And then I ended up winning it this year, but I'm super thin at quarterback and was trying to trade like a second for Cam Newton before the 2021 season. And that didn't do it. So I think that's another reason why, uh, you know, it's like if all quarterbacks are expensive and the rookies have insulated value and are easy to move. And you're really like, all that really matters in terms of this quarterback scoring is trying to fill a, a position. You need a starter in that spot. Yeah. Other which is that. which is really which is really all you need if you're not trading for 
one of the absolute best guys. Like the the difference between right. like Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr is so low. Like it's like a point and a half per game or whatever over the course of a season. Like it doesn't matter. Exactly. So why wouldn't we just always be shooting for the guy that can be, you know, the 103 or the 104 in a startup in a year or two? Like, why wouldn't we just always be swinging for the ceiling on these quarterbacks? Because it's like you can like Trey Lance looked bad. It doesn't seem like the 49ers are really that committed to like even starting him this year, but they're kind of boxed in. There's a very high likelihood they will go into training camp with Trey Lance as their starter. As soon as that is confirmed, he's going to be working. Is it though? I mean, what's the market like for a Jimmy Garoppolo trade right now? It seems like it seems like there's not an active. It's market basically for him Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, I suppose there's a chance. Yeah, you could you could get like the absolute worst outcome with Lance. But but Indianapolis might just Indianapolis might just call Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Or I, or Nick or Nick Foles. I mean, because they 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 spend the first round pick. I mean, what is it going to take to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo? I said earlier in the offseason they're not trading him for less than a first round pick, and I don't think they will. I don't I don't think you I don't think you um, trade the the Carson Wentz package for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. Yeah, what did what they get? They got a second and a fourth. Second and a, a a pick that's likely to convey as a third is the way is okay. I believe the language of it. I think it's like the same as as his Eagles deal. It's like seventy percent of the snaps or something like that, if I remember correctly. We'll see. John Lynch was talking at the combine about like how Trey Lance is get, about to get a shot, and like they're pretty open about like we're moving forward with Trey Lance as a quarterback. I know it could go wrong, but it's kind of like this thing where. Obviously, if he, like okay, the, let's say he, he's the QB eight on underdog right now, right? That feels right. that feels like overconfidence by the market to me. I, you know, I mean, that's a very fair take, but my my point is basically like it doesn't like the market is just like kind of predictable and that it's going to be overconfident on the guys yeah. who are rushers and throw deep. Um, anyway, the long way of saying like, why aren't we more excited about Malik Willis? Malik Willis seems like he could be an absolute. He's my fantasy he's my one hundred and one in Superflex. Yeah, I have him. I have him ranked ahead of Burks and ahead of Brees Hall. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. I, I was kind of like hemming and hawing, like, oh, maybe this isn't the year to take a quarterback one hundred and one in Superflex. Like, Willis is going to be easy to trade off of next year, and it's not hard to imagine him scoring like 25, 26 points per game or whatever. You know. I mean, he could score more than I mean, that if he has that's an a awesome lot. season. That's a lot. What did, what did Herbert average last year, points per game? Probably 23, 24. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about I don't know about that. Especially Rushing, because man. especially because he's gonna go to a, a pretty bad team to begin with. And oh, I, I don't mean, mean this year. I don't mean this year. Oh, just I mean like, like just like eventually. Yeah, I, I'm talking about like what what he turns into as an NFL player. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I see it. I now obviously, um, there, I think there's going to be a big difference in pre and post draft ADP because there are so many good teams that need a wide receiver right now. Mm -hmm. And if Traylon Burks goes to any of them, I, I, I could see, I could see him being the one-on-one. Like, so for example, I have one draft that is, uh, we do it's, um, Scott Barrett's league and we do the draft before the NFL draft. And I have the one-on-one in that. And I am, I, I, I am, I have Dak Prescott. I have Justin Fields and I have a bunch of like Trubisky, Dalton, 
type guys who, you know, will probably get a couple spot starts over the course of the season. And I am pretty, um, I don't know what I want to do between Malik Willis and Traylon Burks in that league. Hmm. Yeah. I, looking up the points, uh, Herbert had 25.6 last year. Uh, Allen had 27. This is FFP PC scoring, which is a little bit lighter than some scoring systems. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd still be Willis just for the, just for the upside of like, you get like, he, okay. Jalen hurts had 23.2 in FFPC last year. So like Jalen Hurts isn't that good. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's really not. And the, it's a team that's very conservative, uh, very conservative over the second half of the season, not passing a ton overall, like not a great yeah, situation. I, I played him in cat. I played him in cash against the lions. I, I won't forget. I won't forget how conservative <laughs> they were. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think the worst thing about Hurts is job security. And it's like, he was a former second round pick. The team isn't like completely tied to him, but that's I, Willis is going to be sounds like a top 10 pick, maybe top 15, but he's going to be a high yeah. pick. So someone's going to be tied to him for, I'd say, a minimum of three seasons. Um, and that you're going to feel better about that. Yeah. Maybe in year one, he sits completely. Maybe it's a like a Lance situation uh, or a home situation. But I think once he gets on the field, he's going to be scoring a lot of points. If I tell you that Burks goes to the Bills or the Cowboys with 100% certainty, does that move him into the 101 for you? God, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so because, like, I mean, maybe if the Lions take Willis, and which you know, like you to your point, that's probably not gonna happen. But let's say they take him and they're like, we're sitting him behind Goff. And Dan and for, you know, Dan Campbell's going to be our coach next year. Then maybe it's like, man, I got a opportunity cost, you know, of, of not getting any scoring out of this position for a year, like maybe, but my general feeling is like, okay, let's say you have a quarterback on your roster, like Tannehill take Willis and trade Tannehill for a wide receiver. Like Willis eventually is probably going to be worth more than Burks you're going to be able to trade Willis in probably two years for whichever wide receiver you want in the entire league, just based on the way these uh, startup ADPs tend to work or the way the trade trade market tends to be. Work. I mean, the trade market tends to be the, the quarterbacks tend to be more expensive than in the startups even. So uh, I think I'd still lean Willis unless like some, Oh, trying, trying to happen. trade for a quarterback in these super flex leagues. is just like, it's impossible. You just get the, right. you get the screws turned on like, you can have, you know, great wide receivers, great running backs, but like, you know, you just fell victim to bad luck at the quarterback position or whatever. And like, I mean, trying to, honestly, it's like more cost effective to trade for like a Kyler Murray or a Dak Prescott, or even like a, you know, a, a Lamar or a Mahomes than it is to trade for a Kirk Cousins, a Ryan Tannehill or whatever, because the the market is just insane for them. I mean, you, you got to trade a, you know, a high asset, like a, a good wide receiver for a quarterback or a first round pick and like a good first in the auction league that we're in together. And this trade was amazing. Leone sent me a first and second in 2023 for Matt Ryan. And it's honestly, it's hurt our friendship. I mean, he's, he's not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> and as it turns out, I think his, he was kind of in a win now window and I think he may have exited the window. So the 2023 first might actually be pretty early. 
Uh, so yeah, you you're just running so pure in this league. <laughs> you're you're running you're running so good. Leone Leone decides to enter the tank in a year in which he doesn't own his own first. He trades away <laughs> Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Rodgers, and Dalton Schultz for all of Sean Siegel's picks, all of them, first through first through fourth for two years. But there's a, these are not even good picks, right? Because Sean's team is incredible, and he is – Yeah, Sean's, Sean's team's team, great. Sean's team is Shockingly. already great, and he's adding Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, and Dalton Schultz to those points. And and I think he, I, Claypool was like the one guy that he lost. And I'm just like bemoaning Leone making this trade in our chat because I'm like <laughs> – this is it's because I'm I'm tanking too. You and I, you and I are kind of in these tank wars, and now we have another team entering into the tank war. But he's benefiting you. But I own his picks. <laughs> yeah, welcome the the water's warm, Leonie. Yeah, Jump like in. I have I have Amico's picks, and now Amico is mega incentivized to go for it this year because he's really only competing against two other. T- it's so frustrating. I'm running like <laughs> unbelievably bad in this spot, and I had Henry Ruggs who killed someone oh, and I took God. Clyde Edwards Hilaire over CeeDee Lamb, which was self-inflicted. Well, I took Rager over probably a bunch of great, I mean, I assume Jefferson, just to, <laughs> yeah. let's not even talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess we've, we've had, you know, a fair amount of, uh, of, of free agency movement. Um, what do you, what do you make of what the Jaguars are doing here with, with adding Kirk and Ingram Um you know, I mean, Zay Jones is like completely immaterial. He's he's barely going to play. I guess what it does tell us is that Visca might be on a, a different team next season, which is sort of interesting. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, it's uh, it's a really tough scene for Visca because you're looking at like just straight up not enough routes for him. Uh, Kirk is yeah, he's he's not even he's not even going to play. Yeah, Kirk. You know, when the signing happened, I was like, all right, it's not that bad. Kirk is pretty versatile and he's not, um, I mean, the money's ridiculous, but like, I understand wanting to bring him in. Uh, but I was looking at it and he's actually, he's really a slot guy. I think, you know, last yeah. year was his strongest year. He was in the slot. He was in the slot as a rookie. He had those two middle years where he was playing on the outside. It wasn't all that good. And then last year you actually had, um, they, they were playing Wesley and AJ Green on the outside so that they could keep Kirk in the slots. One of the reasons we didn't see much Rondell Moore last year, which I think was actually, you know, I don't want to say sharp, but it was like it made sense to some degree to prioritize Christian Kirk, who was your best wide receiver at that point with Hopkins out, you know, prioritizing what he does well. So I have to imagine that Kirk is in the slot. It's a lot to pay for a slot wide receiver. So I don't know. Maybe I mean, not. Maybe not in the new paradigm of the NFL, though. Right. I mean, the best the best wide receiver in the NFL was a slot wide receiver last year. I guess. I guess. I, I don't think they're going to be it did, designing it the did. same level of offense, though. <laughs> well, it did almost cost them in the Super Bowl, though. Right. Cup Cup had a harder time getting open in that game than he had pretty much all year until the second half. Like he like they I what he, he had three for 40 in the first half or something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it sounds right. It was it was it was Odell who who was making it all work in right. before before he tore his ACL. Yeah, and Odell, I I like the way they were they changed Odell up so that he was like more of an outside possession receiver, um, which I thought I thought you know he he would have had a big game had he not torn his ACL. But uh, it, in 
Kirk's favor, he doesn't need to leave the field when he's not in the slot. So it's not yeah. like you're not like a guy's going to be running 70, 75% of the routes or something. He'll be out there 90% plus, but um, you know, that's not, it's still not ideal. And then you bring in Zay Jones as this field stretcher. Like I'd rather have Marvin Jones still than Zay Jones. So. Well, I, guess maybe... I mean, Marvin Jones is still on the team. He's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. But are you, are you, so what your three wide receiver set is, is Zay Marvin and Christian Kirk and Christian Kirk. That's, yep. that's and nice. and Evan, Evan Ingram uh when when it's a passing situation and and Luke Farrell or uh Dan Dan Arnold when it's when it's early downs kind of interested kind of interested in Evan Ingram actually yeah I kind of like the Ingr- Evan Ingram signing because he was I getting thought, used I like Jason was, Witten I thought that was a good I thought that was a good signing and and um he he told reporters that the reason why he wanted to go to Jacksonville was because Doug Peterson, you know, pretty much made Zach Ertz a, a completely immobile, uh, you know, catch and fall down guy. Like, I mean, he made him an all pro, like he, he did everything for that guy. So I, I'm pretty interested in that because his offense does use the tight ends a bunch. Yeah, I, I kind of like Ingram. And we also have, you know, some previous examples of guys emerging at the tight end position on second contracts, second teams like Jared Cook, Eric Ebron. I mean, these are basically like guys who kind of washed out of their first teams to some extent um, and then, you know, became kind of more exclusive pass catchers later on. And that worked just fine. So I, I could see that for Ingram. I think he was, I mean, the, almost inarguable. He was misused uh, on the Giants. Well, everyone and, was misused on the Giants. Yeah. Didn't click with Daniel Jones. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he definitely likes to throw to the tight end. He did last year anyway. So uh I think overall it's, it's kind of like, I'm weirdly bullish on Evan Ingram. <laughs> I'm with you. I, so I'm just going through the, the free agency tracker on NBC sports edge right now. And I'm seeing that the new England Patriots signed Ty Montgomery to a contract. that could be worth as much as $4 million, which makes me feel so bearish on Ramondre Stevenson. The fact that James White resigned and they added Ty Montgomery, like Ramondre is the, pa- and, I think Brandon Bolden signed with the Raiders. So Montgomery's just taking his spot oh, or whatever. I, I believe that's true. Don't, don't, uh, I will Google that real quick, but I. Bolden I was actually that, awesome in yards per hour run last year, which is one of the weirder. Uh, yeah. Raiders, Raiders are expected to sign Brandon Bolden. So, so I think Bolden's that's gone. better than James White leaving or James White coming back is, is bad. Do you disagree with uh, that? I mean, I think the Bolden stuff was such a, uh, that you know that so much just came out of necessity of Ramondre and Harris not being ready in pass protection and needing a really good pass protection back for their rookie quarterback as opposed to right. like Brandon Bolden being really good like I, I would expect Ramondre to be improved and to have more because tra- remember how bad Ramondre's season started with the fumbles and he got benched mm-hmm. and they were uh, who's the guy from Arizona Arizona state. I can't just JJ Taylor. Yeah. JJ oh, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. So they were making, they were making him active over Ramondre for like the first month of the season after that fumble. But I was like, like I was coming into the season thinking I'm going to be really bullish on Ramondre and the combination of James White resigning and them having another passing down back on the roster does make me feel less bullish for sure. I think. Yeah. Bolden was just like the super trusted guy. He's been on the team forever big time special teams contributor. He's not going to screw anything up. Um, but if he was back, I mean, he's just like, 
they can always just like turn to him in the, in those scenarios. White's uh, 30 years old. Bolton's actually 32, but White's 30 years old. Ty Montgomery's 29 years old. Uh, I guess it is, it is a problem if the, if they're just going to have a three-way committee, but um, I mean, the, the thing that's intriguing about Ramondre is like, not even with the receiving so much as just like the one, two punch, as a, as a rusher. I mean, he, he showed really well, very elusive as a rusher. He got size. Damian Harris played really well last year too. Great breakaway ability. Um, but you know, we, we, we saw that bully ball mentality. Uh, they kind of came into their own with that last year. So I still think that Stevenson has like, you know, it's pretty interesting as like a committee guy who's got a couple different paths. It's, it's basically the same case as last year, but now we know that he's good. What would you make of Jarvis Landry signing with the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, that that's kind of the that's kind of the rumor du jour right now is that because um, they they won't have to they won't have to pay him that much because he is getting that money from the Browns anyway, so he could sign a cheaper deal that they could fit into their cap. Uh, what what would you what would you make of that? I'd love that. I think that's exactly what they need. They need like a reliable professional wide receiver. He had over two yards per route run in 2019 and 2020 fell off last year, but he wasn't that bad. I think it was like 1.78 off the top of my head. Um, and, you know, that was in a pretty bad situation with yeah, Baker Mayfield all struggling through them. it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not that old. Uh, he's got like a very specific skill set, but one that I think absolutely suits what they need. He's going to be playing that Sammy Watkins role. Uh, I kind of feel like it's a perfect fit. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly better than giving any snaps to Demarcus Robinson. I mean, that, that's yeah. uh, but I mean, like Landry is a guy you could acquire for nothing. I mean, I tried to trade Jarvis Landry away for like bad second round picks in some leagues last year and got no bites. So I don't, I, I think you could get him for extremely cheap right now. And maybe even in the same off season, you know, trade a pick for him and then get a better pick for him like just within the next six months or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Uh, he's going to be productive if he's on the chiefs and if he's not, he might be on the Falcons where he could just like get a ton of targets. Uh, I mean, he might be on the Falcons and then they get Watson. That would be, <laughs> that'd be pretty big. Yeah. Um, so we, I guess we, we got, do we have to eat crow on Russell Gage is Russell Gage going to get, like uh he like, was pretty good last year is he is he gonna get like 110 targets from tom brady i think he's like long term gonna be in the antonio brown role where because the one thing that impressed me uh last year was that he only played about half his snaps in the slot so you're looking at him probably on the outside in three wide receiver sets once godwin's back and then he would I imagine rotate out some so they can get guys like Perriman on the field to, to stretch the field and stuff. But uh, I think he's probably be a capable number three, like a capable Z wide receiver with, you know, Mike Evans at the X and, and Chris Godwin in the slot. So uh, that'll be okay. And then he'll probably play the slot until Godwin's back. So he's, uh, yeah he's probably worth something it's it's gross but it's really gross he was also very efficient last year i mean part a lot of that's just because he was able to earn targets with no one else to compete with but like i was saying this on ship chasing last night like you know when there weren't any wide receivers on the lions we're like i guess khalif raymond's gonna get the targets and then he didn't you know they went somewhere else 
you know, it's like, there's no, all the Titans wide receivers are hurt. I guess like Nick Westbrook, Akine is going to get all the targets. Like, Nope, they went somewhere else. Like even when there's like seemingly no competition, still consolidating a ton of targets it is impressive to a degree. Like it, it means you're not like truly just a guy, which is. Yeah. Not everyone, not everyone can be, not everyone can be a Monroe St. Brown. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What do we, Oh dude. Everyone knew this was coming. Chase Edmonds signs the two year, $12 million deal with the dolphins. And everyone knows there's another running back coming into that backfield. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, Raheem Mostert added to the roster if the if the price remains um like conscionable on him i'm gonna i like i probably won't take him a ton in manage leagues but in underdog i'm just gonna be i'm gonna be drafting the shit out of raheem mostert like why not i mean this is so and, and especially because now that they sign these two guys uh way less likely that they take Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, mm-hmm, exactly. Kenneth Walker. Yeah, way less likely they take one of those guys now. So the, yeah, I didn't mention this on the Jaguars thing, but I think the worst part about particularly the Zay Jones signing is that following Kirk plus Jones, the Jaguars now, I think you have to say, are much less likely to draft a wide receiver in a class that's deep they'll, and they'll, pretty they'll strong take at the one. top but they're going to take like David Bell or something like they're taking a guy in the fourth or fifth round, probably. Right. Where they should be taking a guy in the second round, right? They should be taking a guy pick 33, but now they're much less likely to do that. Just from a team building perspective, anything that boxes you out of of strength of the draft and also weren't good signings in the first place is just like horrific, horrific team management. It's kind of the opposite case in Miami where Chase Edmonds is a, a capable back they didn't you know overpay I don't think in a big way Raheem Mostert's on a one-year deal he's older but like if he's got anything left in the tank he could be great for you and it boxes you out of a running back class that has some guys at the top but we know those guys are going to go too high in the NFL draft relative to the the value of the position and then it's not deep the running back class is not deep this year really at all no Um, I I like Rashad White but I, I mean he could be like maybe a late second round pick or a third round pick. I don't know that he's going to be the type of guy you're going to get in the fourth or fifth round. Um, so now you're looking at maybe like a guy like Kyron Williams because uh, of his athletic questions, maybe he's there, but there's not much beyond that. And maybe he's not the the type of guy they want anyway. So I think it makes just so much sense to get like capable guys in pretty cheap prices that and already know the system i mean most are already, already know, know he knows he knows the plays he knows the zone blocking like he's not gonna have to learn anything that's so big for them i think like i think he's gonna get i would actually not be surprised if he and Edmonds are both healthy for 17 games if most gets more touches I, I don't think so we were wondering last night if if does the adp end up pretty similar to last year where um if you look at Edmonds and Connor, like does, does Edmonds kind of have a similar ADP and then Mostert's Connor, or is it more like, it'll Mostert be, it'll be, it'll be, yeah, it'll be much more like that. Cause Connor, okay. Connor was like cheap, cheap. I don't think, I don't think either that, especially if they do anything with the offensive line, you know, if they, if they, mm-hmm. you know, they draft to, someone, add some, yeah, I, again, I, you're, you're asking the wrong person. If you want me to analyze um, free agency signing for the offensive line, like, I don't know. Um, I, I know the guys. Here's who how have... I'm going to analyze it. Anything is good. They were the worst offensive line in the league last year. Anything new is good. 
yeah any anything new anything new is um is definitely good i'm i'm completely with you on that but i mean and mostert is just like the classic like he's the classic best ball running back you know like eight like he can get eight carries and score 75 yard touchdown and like that's fine you know right yeah, yeah. i don't know so you think he's going to be worth like an eighth round pick I think he might be later than that because I, I was going to say, I bet he'll, he'll start cheaper than that, especially because we won't see him, you know, mm-hmm. because he, I, I, I mean, maybe he gets back for some preseason action, but probably not. Although, you know, I get, you know, I suppose there is a chance that his ACL recovery does not go um, that smoothly. And maybe there is a, uh, you know, a negative, you know, like we get a bad report on his ACL or something and, or, or maybe he may, you know, maybe ends up on pup or whatever. I, I don't, I don't think so, but it, it could happen. He turns 30 in April. So any kind old of like, for a running back. Yeah, it's pretty old, you know, and he's a speed back. So if he's like an eighth round pick, I, I think I'm out. But if he's like a 10th round pick, 11th round pick, I'm in. Yeah. Do you have any interest in any of these tight ends who just signed deals? Um, Tyler Conklin, OJ Howard, OJ Howard to the Bills is a little interesting to me. Um, see, they, I mean, they gave Conklin and Uzuma a bunch of money for the Jets, suggesting that they want to run more 12 personnel. Uh, and, and the Jets tight ends, like, randomly, like, were actually involved in the offense last season. Um, what, I don't even remember. Tyler Croft was, was a name we were discussing for DFS yeah, Tyler and stuff Croft, like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Uzuma, I don't think, is very interesting because, like, I wasn't that interested before they signed Conklin. <laughs> You know, right. he doesn't draw targets. Uh, I think pretty much a product of of his environment. Uh, now his environment is the Jets. So I'm out on Uzuma. Uh, I could see Moali Cox being somewhat interesting. Gets re-signed in uh, Indianapolis, but they obviously need to figure out who their quarterback is. I'm not that in on Conklin. He was okay last year, but again, kind of like just being like the only guy he had 1.24 yards per route run, which isn't like terrible, but I think that's about to maybe get cut in half given that he's splitting uh, reps with, you know, if they, if it's two tight end sets, it's like the, or the ability to earn a target is going to be harder. So uh, yeah, none of these guys are that interesting. OJ Howard, I feel like more cannibalizes Dawson Knox than is going to have value in his own right. If they were to, to actually move to OJ Howard, he'd be pretty interesting, but Knox, I think, has earned kind of more respect than that from the team. So I think he's probably going to bump Knox's rats down to like 70%. OJ Howard would probably be around 40%, and that's not really enough for either guy to be. Uh, that's the thing is is Knox, um, you know, Knox was doing a lot. Like basically he, he was earning a ton of value via touchdowns and just playing like every snap at tight end because his backup exactly. was uh, Tommy Sweeney, who's basically a fancy right tackle like a right tackle who can who can run a little bit so having a pass catcher behind him i think is is sneakily sort of bad now now oj howard might not endear himself to the coaching staff and be the loser that he's been for the last two years anyway but it is i i don't view it i don't view it as great for for him at all um the the bills are super interesting like like, yeah, it's a fragile situation when you have all the routes. Like, obviously, it's a good situation, but there's not very many tight ends that ever get to that point that hold on to that. Yeah, and especially if you weren't very efficient in that role, which Knox wasn't. So it's just like, man, you, you're holding on for dear life. 
bring in a capable veteran like OJ Howard, uh, I don't think that sticks. What do you think? What do you think they do? So they 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 officially cut Cole Beasley. They re-sign Isaiah McKenzie. I've not heard anyone say anything about uh, Manny Sanders, so I assume that that means he's either retired or done or or whatever. You know, maybe he resurfaces with the Titans in Week Seven or something like that. But uh, and and you know they they you know Jake Kumaro and and guys like that I don't think factor in at all. I mean if they don't add anyone else and they go into the season with McKenzie as their third wide receiver, it feels like he is going to be a guy who gets shit tons of helium and what is a very fragile situation though. Cause they could just add anybody at any time. Yeah. Although, I mean, if he gets to training camp as the third guy, I think I'm in on the helium uh, and certainly yeah, worth taking if, now. If they don't, if they don't draft, if they don't draft anyone, which they, I mean, they probably will, but you know, they, they got lots of needs as a team, although they just gave 33-year-old Von Miller the absolute bag. Thought that yeah. People were people were defending it like it's only three years. And I'm like, I don't know, you still paid a 33-year-old guy like 45 million dollars <laughs> feels like a lot. I, I think Kyle Dvorak had the stat of it was it's the second 100 million dollar contract that he signed in his career, which is just bananas. That's so gnarly. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh so I think the situation, though, with the Bills is maybe a little less fragile than other people do because they run so many four wide receiver sets, you know, and that, you know, it's likely now that they are going to be adding a rookie if they add a wide receiver. So I don't know. I think I think take your stabs on McKenzie. If they don't sign anybody, then he could he could really shoot up. And what if they sign somebody, but that person is a clear outside wide receiver? Yeah. yeah, what if it's Olave? Olave's not going to play in the slot. Well, then Diggs can play. I mean, Diggs can play in the slot too, right? That's true. Diggs could play in the slot. Yeah, but I think you'll see a lot of four wide receiver sets. They had, I mean, you did last year, you did the year before. Um, it's very similar, um, you know, offensive. They, they, who's the guy they kept? Is it um, is it Dorsey? The Josh Allen campaign to keep. Uh, a coach who's now the OC. Dor- Dorsey sounds right. I, yeah. I, I don't know for sure. Dayball tried to poach him and Josh Allen campaigned to keep him and they kept him. So it's basically, it's yeah. going to be the same offense. And, uh, you know, I think in some ways the McKissick signing also probably signals that they're right. Cause McKissick was McKissick played a decent amount in the slot. I think, you know, potentially gives you some more versatility, like, yeah, but he bailed flexing dude. into the slot. I know he bailed. I know he bailed, but just from like a, what is this team trying a, a sch- to do? Schematic, yeah, yeah. Schematically, I mean, just all signals to like the past trying to be like more flexible, more versatile. Probably, you know, mixing, being able to like audible. I wonder. To- I wonder if that signals that the um, that the Bills are in the market for a running back in the draft because they know Singletary is not a guy they want playing ninety percent of the snaps. White there would be so good. What about what about Pierre Strong? You in you in on Pierre Strong? Mm-hmm. No. There's like a million guys. It's I'm in on Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, and Rashad White. And I'm like, didn't James didn't James Cook catch a bunch of passes? I'm not really in on James Cook. I I, I don't I don't know uh, much about him other than that. He caught a bunch of passes. It's like a bunch of guys who basically look like Paul Perkins. Oh man, only only true only true Rotaviz OGs. Remember Paul Perkins? 
it's like a million Paul Perkins in this class plus and maybe one of them isn't Paul Perkins maybe one of them's like Devontae Booker you know but I don't think I just don't think there's that many good kind of second tier running backs in this class yeah um let's see here what else what else is interesting is it, have any of these personnel as have any personnel moves really um made you made you interested I did see that Byron Pringle is like he's an unrestricted free agent and the team didn't just immediately resign him so he's out blowing in the wind right now exploring the market um which would be <laughs> exploring the market which would be fascinating if he's gone Demarcus Robinson is gone and they don't get any of these veteran wide receivers like if Smith Schuster Jarvis Landry Allen Robinson you know so on and so forth none of those guys come in what do they do I mean literally what do they do they have to, I mean, Crowder's available. Like they oh, have to get somebody. God. Jamison Crowder on the Chiefs would be so fucking depressing. I mean, that would be, <laughs> that would be peak like coping. Like every time I click Jamison Crowder <laughs> on a draft, I would just be like, this sucks. Like Jamison Crowder going ahead of McCall Hardman and getting more targets than McCall Hardman would just really bum me out. But you know, that's what would happen. I mean, they need a capable third option. And yeah, I mean, Nicole it's Hartman not, can be a field stretcher. It's not going to work to throw 55% of your passes to a 33-year-old and a 28-year-old and expect them to hold up for 17 games right. plus the postseason. Yeah. Right. Plus, wouldn't it be nice to get like Tyreek Hill back to stretching the field and then you you make teams pay for... Instead of, instead of giving him 17 short targets where he immediately jumps back and loses yards anyway. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need him to have a 32% target share. Like get him going down the field again. I, I actually think Jameson Crowder would be like a totally fine signing there. It'd be like a worse version of the Landry signing. I mean, it would be way better for them to draft George Pickens though. Why can't you do both? Imagine. Oh man. If Pickens, that would be, if, pretty nice. if George Pickens, Gets it gets drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in the second round of the NFL draft. He's like my 106. <laughs> I'm, I'm just oh, gonna yeah. be, I'm gonna be so in. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be unbelievable. You I know, mean, I think we're gonna start talking about like. I know this sounds crazy because the draft's so funny because like we all know like it's very very unpredictable. Then we also get like super locked into the order that these guys have to go in. But yeah. like George Pickens on the Chiefs. Wouldn't he, wouldn't we start to think about him over like a Drake London? Oh, I would. You know? I already, I already yeah. hate Drake London. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think you're going to, you're going to see some jumps in maybe, and maybe it's not London. Maybe it's like, maybe, Alave, you know, maybe. The, the Lions bury one of the good, maybe the Lions bury Traylon Burks and we have to, we have to take George Pickens over him. That would be a bummer. The Lions taking Traylon Burks would be a bummer. So would the, dude, if the Eagles take one of these wide receivers, we really like. That's going to yeah. be a bummer. I mean, they need to, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault them for it, but obviously it's just like such a bad spot. Um, you know, it's just, it's just such a bad spot for fantasy value. It's like the, the target tree, you're, you're not going to be number one because Devonta Smith and Goddard are probably ahead of you. And there's going to be like 24 pass attempts per game. Yeah. I think this, the second part is more concerning for me where the fact that like Devonta Smith, I mean, he had some, serious red flags on his profile he has the amazing season the Heisman winning season but it's his fourth season which we know you know has basically been the the thing which is like fooled NFL teams more than any other an awesome fourth year or fifth year season uh and then the tight end is the number one target on the team in his rookie year he wasn't bad he wasn't bad as a rookie but like 
I don't know. If like Garrett Wilson went there, I think Garrett Wilson's better than Devontae Smith. Like I think he will eventually usurp Devontae Smith if he goes there. What did you make of the DJ Shark signing, the 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 one year ten million dollar deal to the Lions? I thought that was I thought it was pretty interesting. One because the Jaguars didn't offer him the same deal. Like I I'd rather have DJ Shark than Zay Jones. Oh my God! Like a million times over. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Zay Jones uh, wasn't very good last year and he like came back from the dead. Like what? Well, and I think the, um, the prove it deal that shark was willing to take is pretty interesting because I think there's like a decent chance that he does actually prove it. Like Smith Schuster took the prove it deal and didn't prove it. Right. And has no, and has no market now, but I right. actually think there's a, a, a reasonable chance that shark takes a prove it deal and earns himself four years, $45 million or whatever from some team. Like I, I, and I know people are like, you know, shark's been bad. He had like four good games in his career and like, you know, whatever. I don't really care. I, I, I think he, he might be good and just played it on lots of bad teams. I agree with you, but I think this was the worst possible place he could have gone for a prove it deal. I mean, Jared Goff's deep threat is not how you get paid. Correct. Yeah. Not great. No. I think a pretty smart real life signing. I'm kind of shocked that like, I, like Zay Jones should have gone to the Lions as a pure field stretcher on a one year deal, and DJ Shark should have signed the Zay Jones deal. Like I truly don't get it. I know that he's dealing with the ankle injury and everything, pretty serious injury. But like, if he doesn't recover well from his injury, then he might only be a little bit better than Zay Jones. If he recovers well from his injury, he will be much better than Zay Jones. Like I, I do think that's kind of the range of outcomes. Not to just like, you know, slam Zay Jones, but like Zay Jones has never really played well. No, the, Z- the Zay Jones signing is horrible. I mean, it's just, it's just, um, it's, it's bulky at his bulkiest, right? I mean, it's just bad. There's just no, it's, it's just terrible. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the Kirk contract is not great either, right? No, I mean, it's not. I, and I guess the, the argument that I heard um, was that the Jaguars suck. No one, no one wants to go play for the Jaguars anyway. So to get anyone competent, they have to overpay for them, which is a little convincing to me. That is, that is a, a little convincing to me that the Jaguars are actually just so bad that to get competent players that, because this happens in the NBA all the time. It's like, you know, not every team needs a max contract guy, but sometimes they just want a good player who's above their station who wouldn't come to them for a more, you know, fair market deal or whatever. So they just way overpay them. It's like Christian Kirk's not a bad player. He's just not a $21 million a year player. Yeah. The the issue though, is that you do have Trevor Lawrence on a rookie contract and like, you should be able to attract some players. And like, let's say he's, he's better in Peterson's system than he was last. I mean, let's hope. At that point, like, are you not able to spend next year because you just like completely spent all your money on these bad contracts? And maybe they maybe they'll have more to spend next year. But it's it does kind of start to box you in a little bit, where like you just spent all this money on Christian Kirk, and he's not a number one wide receiver. Like he's Christian Kirk is a very solid. I mean, he's a great number three option. He's a great number three. Uh, Yeah, really good number three. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's. He's a solid number two option and he is a bad number one option. So you need to find a number one option. Now you're less likely to draft someone. I mean, if they draft a a wide receiver at 33, I I think 
we're probably being too hard on them if they draft a wide receiver. If this is if their plan right now is just throw money at the problem and draft a wide and receiver. And draft. Okay. I, I still think you're you're overspending, but like I can get behind it to an extent. If the plan is throw money at the problem, now we're done, we fixed it. It's one of the worst plans I've ever seen. So it's like hard, it's like hard to balance those because we don't know how they're actually thinking, but we're we're you know if we're averaging them you're complete idiots versus eh, wouldn't be what i would do but defensible you know we're probably being too hard on them if it ends up being that you know they're, they're also going to take a wide receiver 33 yeah we'll end up finding out uh also somehow we we talked about christian kirk a bunch but we didn't we didn't talk about our guy rondell moore who who has no obstacles to playing time now right i mean yep. is age is aj green still on the roster i guess i should i guess i should know that think he's um, a free agent aj green is a free agent uh have not heard any movement on him return i would be weird if if he did return to the cardinals i mean you, you can never you can never put it past cliff but basically uh, antoine wesley is is the only guy keeping rondell moore from being the primary second wide receiver on that team did zach Ertz resign with the cardinals yeah he did okay what 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 where are we going to get to take Zach Ertz this year? Where where is where is where is Ertz Gerald going on underdog right now? Let's see. Let's uh Too let's, late. let's go. Let's go. Yeah, oh man. And now he's on the Cardinals like it makes the it makes the Ertz Gerald argument like so much better. He's um, literally Ertz, yeah, he's Ertz Gerald. Okay. Zach Ertz is going as the tight end 13 at 125. Easy money. It's too late. That's it's too, too late. late. He's literally on, turning guys. in. He's literally turning in seventy-five catches, eight hundred <laughs> yards, and five touchdowns again. Like, just make just, your make your peace with it. Tight end is a gross position. It does like let's take a gross guy in a good spot and uh, make some money this year. Huh? That that stat line that I just said for Zach Ertz was so startlingly close to what he just did. Seventy-four, seven, seven, sixty-three, and five. So I I I, I was not I was not looking hand hand to God, everyone. Listening to the show, I was not looking. I had no idea what Zach Ertz's statistics actually were, and I was just—I I was almost spot on the nose. I can exa- confirm the the shocked look in in <laughs> Davis's eyes when he actually did pull it up and went, "Oh my God, that's like exactly what I guess." Yeah. Uh, so the question is, can Rondale be better than that? Can Rondale? Can Rondale top all of those marks with with a couple, especially for best ball stuff, with a couple huge splash weeks where where. I mean, he did it once already. He scored the 70-yard touchdown against Minnesota. Um, that's like why you draft Rondell Moore is for him to do those splash plays. Like, I don't know. It just and especially the whole rift between Cliff and Kyler. Like, I do, I do wonder if part of that was like, dude, you just had me throwing these old dusty guys. Like, I can't do anything with AJ Green and Antoine Wesley. It does feel a little like Pete Carroll-esque, where like yes. Cliff just has like very set ideas of how things should go, and most of them are bad. Uh, I, I mean, on more, yeah, he, you know, from the Antoine Wesley stuff, Antoine Wesley was literally keeping more off the field technically. Cause you know, he was the third wide receiver playing ahead of more. Ron Hill's really, going as the wide receiver 50 on underdog right now. Oh, wow. That, that feels, that, yeah. that feels cheap. That that's cheap. Really. It was Christian Kirk. that was keeping Rondell Moore off the field because yes. Christian Kirk was playing in the slot. Rondell Moore was just a pure slot receiver last year. Yeah. In the wild card round, he played 61% of his snaps in the slot. 
That's the only time he was below 70% of his snaps in the slot in any game all season. Uh, he played 76% of his snaps in the slot overall. But now he's their starting slot receiver in the same way where it's like, well, you know, Anton, it's only Antoine Wesley. Anton Wesley is an outside wide receiver. He's not playing in the slot. There's no other wide receiver who would conceivably play in the slot now that Kirk is gone. So, I, I mean, he's he's pretty underpriced at wide receiver 50. Um, and he Imagine, also wasn't that inefficient last year. Like, he did have some moments. No, his, his ADOT was just unbelievably low. Like, which is, I mean, that's to be expected from a player. Do you want to guess? What, I have his ADOT here, dude. Do you want to guess? What he it was? was he was the lowest of anyone in the NFL by like four yards. It, he was it was like one point two or something, and the next closest was like Cole Beasley. Dude, you are dialed in. It it was one point three. I just I I I I knew that. I I had seen someone I had seen someone tweet. I think Levitan tweeted that at some point during the season, like, and Beasley was like four yards ahead of him at like five point four or something like that. Um, you know what the ultimate troll would be like to the point, to the point that I wouldn't even be mad because it would be so funny is if cliff took Wandale. Oh my God. That would actually be pretty funny. It would be like, like I would be, I would be mad because it was so stupid because he took Andy Isabella and Rondell Moore, you know, consecutively and then, and then didn't play either one of them and then tries to do it again. And I would, I would honestly also be similarly mad if it was, um, if it was Olave or, or someone like that, or just a Garrett Wilson, just anyone else small, just any other smaller, shiftier type guy. Like I would just be like, Cliff, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I actually think a lot, or um, I think Garrett Wilson would be a pretty good fit because he could play on the outside, but, but he could do get the open stuff on... that Cliff wants. Yeah, exactly. He can do intermediate stuff all day. He can be part of the horizontal rate. He would actually be like an exciting member of the horizontal rate. Uh, one of the few players in the league who I think could probably pull that off. I mean, Rondale should have been. Rondale should have been the exciting guy in the horizontal, right? He should have been able to play. I know. It's just the Antoine Wesley stuff was really tilting me. Was just it was just like I, just unbelievable. Like, how is this guy from Texas Tech who's been a practice squad guy for three years? How is this guy keeping Rondale on the bench? Like, I didn't even I didn't even remember who he was. Like I didn't, I didn't even remember like evaluating him as a draft prospect at all. No, I, I don't think he was even like in my spreadsheet. Uh, but I, again, I mean like, okay, so I hate defending Cliff Kingsbury, but I'll, I'll do it. So he's supposed to move Christian Kirk to the outside where he's not that great yeah. to get Rondell Moore on the field. It's like, you know, now you got AJ Green, Christian Kirk playing out of position in Rondell Moore. I think you just rather have Christian Kirk in position. Doing what so he does. Yeah. I, I think it maybe makes sense. Maybe it doesn't make sense because if Rondell Moore blows up this year and is really good, we're going to be like, Cliff was an well, idiot. For what were you doing? Yeah. yeah. No wonder No wonder Kyler wants to go play for the athletics. Right. But there's like at least it's plausible that that was actually the, the, the right move. Uh, one thing that would be interesting, what if they were to take like Jamison Williams? If this is ever oh, not going to be the, the horizontal rate, if this is things ever going to open up, that's I mean, how they right? need, they get they a need guy like someone Jameson like Williams. that. They need someone like that. How's their offensive line? I mean, that's probably like, cause Kyler eats a lot of sacks. So I could see, I could see them not yeah. investing a ton. Of, and I don't know if they've done anything in free. Like, again, I'm just spewing here because I don't actually know if their offensive line is any good or not. I just am, am thinking out loud. I'll but look that up would, their PFF grade. I think they're like middling. 
that would be, you know, if they take, uh, if they take an offensive lineman very high, that would preclude them from these guys that we're excited about. You know, um, the, it's so interesting. This is a subtext that has been over this entire conversation and over the entire off season, which is that most teams are playing three wide receivers as their base set now. So like wider, like yeah. wide receivers a need for every team because almost no team has three set in stone, really good wide receivers. Like what, what team is set at wide receiver? Like the Bengals. Yep. Yeah. Like that's like Bengals how many are set, but how many teams have three guys that you're like, those guys, th- those are all among, you know, the best 25% of players at their position. Like not very many teams. No. I mean, the Bucks are probably pretty set now with Gage. Gage is like a probably an above average number three wide receiver. And then they're going to get Gronk back. Yeah. So they're pretty set. Uh, by the way, the Cardinals 18th in pass block rating. So they, so. they could they could use somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, what about I somehow, the, the Broncos, by the way? They're, they're pretty set at receiver. There you go. The Broncos. The Broncos are completely set. They have no need to draft anyone. They, they even have an extra guy. They could trade. Tim Patrick or, or uh, honestly Sutton too. I mean, they could trade. They but could you don't do anyone. it. I mean, just, just beat teams. How about that? You use, wait, use I mean, really wait, good receivers yeah, wait, to, to wait, win. Wait for the injury. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I somehow missed this. Cedric Wilson signed with the dolphins. Yeah. Officially, which just means Dallas has nothing left. I mean, they have their, their, the cupboard is completely bare a pass catcher for them. They're fucked. Unless they take, well, aren't they taking the Burks? I mean, the, They'll take I don't Burks, know. right? Burks is not going to be there. I don't think Burks is going to be there at 24. It's going to be pretty close there. Let, let's pull up. Let's pull up Tankathon. So that seems like about where he goes, right? Teams that teams that definitively need a wide receiver to pick ahead of them. Washington football team. If they don't take a wide receiver at 11, it would be catastrophic. They, they need a wide receiver so bad. They, they just spend extra draft capital on a quarterback and their second wide receiver is Adam Humphreys. You know, I mean, they, they got nothing, right? And they've got a deep throw to McLaurin, so maybe they go Wilson. Wilson. Um, Cleveland. I mean, you trade for Amari Cooper, but you you don't add. You you know, you – and Rashard Higgins left, by the way, so he's on the Panthers, so they don't even have their guy who's been their rotational guy for the last five years. He's gone. Um, got Amari. Got him. Philadelphia probably needs one, but they can probably take a round two guy or a round three guy or whatever and feel comfortable with that because they have enough bodies, at least out there, and they have Goddard. Um, Let's give the Browns a lobby, by the way. Okay. There Amari you go. and Olave works. Um, I don't think the Chargers will take a wide receiver. I think they are they could use one, but I don't think they'll take one in the first round. New Orleans is fascinating because if they take – if they if they're the team that ends up getting Watson, don't they need? I mean, Traquan Smith is not even on the team anymore. Like they their no, cupboard their cupboard is completely bare. A wide receiver. They have, they have Michael Thomas who hasn't played in two years, and that's it. I mean, Deontay Harris, Marquez Callaway. Don't they don't they resign Fuller to a one year deal cheap so that he can play with Watson again? Yes, but who knows? I mean, well, last we heard of Will Fuller, he was like not even like he didn't even want to play football. Like the finger injury really? sounded, the finger injury, the finger injury sounded like an excuse to put him on. No, no, he shattered his finger. He's really? had, he had to get another surgery in the off season. Like he, he like fully shattered the bone in his finger. Like, okay. It was a All big right. deal. Good to know. 
Um, Pittsburgh probably doesn't need a wide receiver. They probably feel fine. Um, New England desperately needs a wide receiver, but they won't take one. And if they do, it'll be the worst. You know, it'll be the <laughs> they'll take David. Yeah, Bell. who would they the take? First, oh god, it would. They would take. They would take someone. Jahan Dotson. Yeah, someone Jahan like Dotson. That. Yeah, let's give him take... Jahan Dotson. That's what they're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they need a wide receiver so bad. They are the slowest team in the NFL. It's it's so bad. Dotson's got speed. Um, Vegas needs a wide receiver. Probably won't take one. Um, Arizona probably is not in the market. Eh, so, they so there take, we go. Yeah. We get, we get yeah. to, we, so, so what we just said, three wide receivers off the board, three teams are definitely taking wide Cleveland. I think you're right. I think Burks probably won't get to Dallas. There's like enough teams it, that I need mean, it one. feels, it feels like out of Philadelphia, the chargers, new Orleans and new England, it feels like someone's got to take him before they get there. Philadelphia will have three chances by the way, uh, to, to take him. They'll, they, from from 15 to 19, they will have three opportunities to take Traylon Burks, and it would be – it does feel wild if they would skip on him all three times. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But maybe they love Garrett think... Wilson, or maybe they love Jamison Williams. Right. Do you would think make, that – would make sense for them to be in on Williams. Well, I've seen – I've seen – yeah, I've seen Williams get mocked in the first round, you know, post-injury, so – we kind of crazy to take a guy with 20 seal over trail and Burks, I think, but I kind of, yes. I kind of get it. Williams is exciting. Uh, all right. We just talked about all the teams that need wide receivers. We talked about the steam earlier in the, the podcast. Is there a chance that sky more sneaks in the first round? He kind of feels new Englandy, doesn't he? Yeah. I could see him with the Raiders. I could see him being a green Bay guy as well. They like to take Ooh. they like to take the uh, small school guys. They they always do that at, at all positions. Like non non power five guys is a big thing that uh, Monty the Adams does. Was a yeah, Fresno State. Yeah. yeah, but I mean they just they just do and and they are also um, they are a huge what's the word I'm looking for uh, threshold team athletic athletic threshold team uh, justice justice uh, Mosqueda has uh, has told me that before that they're that they're just massive on the thresholds that if guys don't fit inside their thresholds they just don't take them well sky Moore checks every box every so. box yeah that could be man be it's just it is just one of the and obviously you know we are way because we're we're fantasy nerds like we weigh um overrate the like we we love wide receivers and we don't know shit about you know these d2 safeties or whatever you know like we just are not enamored with them so it's so no, easy I've my my D two safety model is uh, is coming along. It's coming along next week. So it, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's 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 one of those things that's interesting because, um, like we just we you know we just we can see all the upside cases for these wide receivers and all oh, eight wide receivers go in the first round or whatever, and then you know these NFL teams don't think that way, but maybe they're starting to. I mean, this free agency market is sort of suggesting that that they are starting to value wide receivers more, or maybe it's just Jacksonville also could could just be bulky. I think we have to give some credit to the NFL because no running backs have been signed. I mean, is that true? Honestly, is that true that no running backs have been signed? No, no. I mean, not literally none. With Chase Edmonds was no one. It, I mean, Connor got what twenty one million dollars. Yeah, and we've got, uh, but like Leonard Fournette's still around. Um, uh, my my guy Rojo's still around. There's like a ton of running backs still sitting out there. That have not signed 
and, and there's a couple of big guys I'm forgetting, but I feel like three or four years ago, honestly, they would have like been scooping up all these running backs. There wouldn't be yeah. that much Deshaun Watson news. They'd be like, we're not going to give up all the, all of our picks for, for a quarterback. Yeah. We got running backs to sign. So uh, I don't know. I, I think some credit to the NFL for not like losing its mind on any running backs. Yeah. Melvin Gordon. That's another Melvin one Gordon. Yeah. Names. Oh man, man. Do I want Melvin Gordon to sign with anyone other than Denver? Even Kansas City, honestly, even just just kill, just kill Clyde Edwards Hilaire fantasy value dead. Sign Melvin Gordon. I don't care. Just protect Javante. I will take I will take CH's career effectively being over to protect wow. Javante Williams. That's big, dude. That's like magnanimous. I mean, it's it's dead anyways. McKinnon was at <laughs> McKinnon was at fucking Patrick Mahomes' wedding, dude. Like it's over. Oh, no, was he? It's over. He was. Yeah, that oh, was. Oh uh, wow. Amico. Amico, Amico pointed that out to me that uh, that McKinnon was at Mahomes' wedding. That's an incredible catch. I mean, that like, first off, it's an unreal catch to catch that, but also it's just like, man, how dead could how dead could Clyde even be? I mean, like, <laughs> like he it was bad before, but and and what I don't know is what I don't know is if Clyde was there or not. Now, if Clyde was not invited and McKinnon oh, was, that would be God. the funniest subtext of all time because the only reason Clyde is even on the Chiefs is that Mahomes like literally asked for him by name I'm literally googling this right now Patrick Mahomes' wedding <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' wedding Clyde Edwards Hilaire <laughs> we need to know um he was there I'm, I'm he seeing, was there okay I, I, I'm getting right. I'm getting I'm getting reports that uh oh <laughs> breaking oh, news buddy buddy I believe if this is correct, I believe CH might have been a groomsman. Okay. All right. That's that's a pretty big deal. I'm trying I'm trying to confirm. I I'm working I'm working with sources to confirm uh, who the groomsmen were, but uh, let's see if I can scroll in any of these pictures and see. I, you know, Kelsey was a groomsman. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, we got it. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know, I'll do some more digging Here's on that. wedding but photos. We have. Marcus Robinson was there. So I don't know. Maybe the, the guest list was. Well, was they've been wide. in the trenches together. So that's fine. I mean, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're literally inviting everyone on the active roster, I think, then is is what is what it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Mahomes. So maybe it wasn't you, quite you as get signed, for... You get signed to a billion dollar contract. Everyone's invited. You, you know, your, your old strength and conditioning coach at Texas Tech is there. Everyone's <laughs> there, you know. Yeah. All right. So McKinnon, maybe, maybe it doesn't mean much after all. Well, no, it does. I mean, because McKinnon was just Damian Williams, although they just actively fucked Damian Williams after he was so good for them in the they Super did. Bowl. So maybe not. Maybe it is. Maybe I now now I don't know. Maybe Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a value. Maybe I'm back in. Where is he going? Where is he going? Clyde right now on underdog is the running back 28 at 88th overall. I mean, that is that is picking up nickels on the street. Yeah, I, I think you gotta be in on that. Um 88th is pretty good. I mean, that good. is that, that's eighth round. Yeah. Early eighth round. You is. gotta be in on that. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire actively sucked last year, only played in 10 games. I mean, you know, he had he had 700 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, he was fine, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he's not good, but what can you so do? He's not good. Unfortunately, uh, you know, that was just a weak running back class. There was no other running backs. Yeah. 
<laughs> I do. I do hate the imagine the Kansas City Chiefs with Jonathan Taylor, though. Like, they, he makes them worse. Like, they're gonna. They would be worse because they would run more. No one wants that. I promise you, all these these people out here who want to see Jonathan Taylor on the Chiefs, it's it would not be what you want, and his fantasy value wouldn't be as good either. I touted Derek Gore this year, so I, I'm inclined to disagree. Anyone who can who can uh, cut forward with burst suddenly looks like a Hall of Famer uh, on the Chiefs. So I mean, when Derek think- Gore came in on that one game, it was like it was startling. It was like startling how much better he looked than and and honestly even better than Daryl too, because it's not like Daryl is um like a great open field no, runner Darryl's, or whatever. Daryl can like move he can run a route and he can catch a ball That's yeah it's like he do. just is the most baseline competent running back on the roster right. but gore gore can move a little bit gore i mean imagine jonathan taylor instead of gore on some of those runs like i agree with you they probably would be running too much and it would be annoying but like i mean it would be fun man yeah it would be fun well i'm glad i'm glad um i'm glad we got to the bottom of that though like i'm very i'm very glad that we found out that that <laughs> ch was in attendance and demarcus robinson was in attendance because uh amico has been trying to lord that over me that the, that he has mckinnon in all these dynasty leagues and that he's the guy now and i feel now that i've done yeah. the, the legwork i'm i'm less bullish on the wedding being a huge indication i don't think that it's a strong indicator after all Correct. if it was a small wedding i mean a, fa- a small like uh like friends and family wedding and, and jarek mckinnon, and, and McKinnon was I mean, there yeah i mean yeah, we'd, he'd be like he'd be like a 10th round pick at that point i'd be if, completely if, if 100 if 100 people were there and mckinnon was one of those people you'd have to move him up the board i mean no doubt no <laughs> you'd doubt have about to it. yeah 10th <laughs> <laughs> might be too low <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get out of here uh that was that was enough that was enough uh Mahomes's wedding talk there at uh at the end what uh what do the people have to look forward to from NBC Sports Edge this week well uh check out the free agency recaps that we've done on the, the podcast feed uh Denny and Pat did one earlier in the week and then I was on with Denny Pat and Kyle yesterday once the Deshaun Watson trade goes down we're going to be doing a Twitter spaces me Kyle uh, and Lawrence Jackson will be doing a space together if you want to check that out. And then uh, I'll say next Thursday, I am going to be talking the quarterback class with Danny Kelly and Rich Rebar. So that'll be a fun one. Check that out. I believe it'll go live on the feed and on uh, Twitch, maybe YouTube at four. So there we uh, go. Check that out. Yeah. Check it out. I everyone. also have a, a free agency recap article on the site if you're if you're into reading very very important all right everyone we will uh you know i'll be back with pat or with someone else next week whenever we get uh some more news and happenings and uh everyone check out nbc sports edge listenership chasing and uh we'll be back next week justin and so good thousands of spring deals at your nordstrom rack store save big today on new arrivals from kate spade new york nike sam edelman free people and madewell Starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.